0: you're listening to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 40 i am your host chris latori thank you so much for tuning in and you are about to have some heavy duty fun just zippity die worth of fun just uh dogs and cats you know the whole thing <laughs> but thanks so much for tuning in and i'm actually going to jump right into an interview a first ever world premiere that's right one of one one of many no not one of one <laughs> of a Zombie Destroyer comic book QA. First time ever, the comic book creator team, myself, Chris LaTorre, writer, and I'll be doing the lettering and I'll be doing the coloring on my Zombie Destroyer comic book, and the art will be done by Jordan Hudson. Please follow Jordan Hudson on Instagram, Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. He'll be doing the pencils and the inks, and we're making a comic book together with hopefully re- issuing having issue number one ready. Uh, for print maybe sometime either late this year or early next year to be sold on ZombieDestroyers.com and SunspotsComics.com So I'm going to jump right into the Q&A. It's uh, about 28 minutes or so of me and Jordan. We we did it kind of in a take turns doing questions. We had five questions each just to kind of get to know each other a little more and to talk about the process of making a comic book. This is both uh, Jordan and myself's first ever creation of a comic book. And so, we're real excited, and it was just, it's just a lot of fun, but anyway, here's the interview, and then after that, we'll jump uh, back into the show, but enjoy! This is the first ever uh, comic book creator's Q&A of Zombie Destroyers, the soon-to-be comic book, coming to a comic book store near you. Here you go. Well, I'm here with Jordan Hudson. How you doing, Jordan? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Excellent. Thanks for being a guest on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, man. I appreciate it
1: yeah of course it's a, it's a
0: pleasure always so I thought we'd have some fun with this and make this kind of a zombie destroyers Q&A where sure where myself and you are sitting down just kind of talking about it a kind of a fun way to to chronicalize our rise to power <laughs> <laughs> the rise to stardom so I I wrote down like the rise to yeah the rise to stardom I wrote down like five questions and uh-huh. uh and so what a coincidence too well, we... <laughs> perfect setup perfect setup <laughs> but I thought we'd have fun with this I thought you know it's just something I know that you and I are gonna have a have an amazing awesome fun adventure together and many adventures and I just yeah. thought it'd be nice to look back on it and chronicleize it when I was a little kid and I had a tape player I, I just loved mm. I love to like just record these conversations and 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 like interview my family and I still have some of those those cassette tapes. Oh, wow. I, I wish I had them all, but it's just a fun thing to look back and reflect on. So I thought, what better way than to interview each other and stick it on the podcast? What do you think? That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's fire away this Q&A, shall we? So welcome aboard, everyone, all our fans out there and listeners. You're about to hear the first ever Zombie Destroyers Q&A. I'm myself, Chris Latori here. I'm the writer, uh, colorist, and uh, letterer. I guess? Did I miss anything? I think that's it, right? I think that's it. <laughs> and then, uh, Jordan... What do you do, Jordan?
1: <laughs> oh, I... I draw pictures.
0: You draw thingies?
1: Just little things to kind of... I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble? Doodle? What do they call it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, just to try and get, like, images and stuff.
0: And thingies? <laughs> well, Jor- Jordan does the, uh, the pencils and the inking, so... Thank you very much for your lovely, lovely, fantastic art. And if you haven't already seen his work, please, please, please look at his stuff on Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore Art. <laughs> yeah, and I have to point out your lovely wife is an amazing artist as well. Oh, um, well, thank you. And it, she's ridiculous. Like the some of the stuff she's doing with, like the like the jellyfish and the and the woman's uh-huh. face. I mean, it's just yeah. not. You have to. Give her a plug too. What's her Instagram?
1: <clears throat> Very similar. It's Alexia underscore Hudson underscore Art. She does a lot of uh, watercolors, um, acrylic kind of paintings and stuff like that. She uh, so she does a lot more like portrait paintings, kind of ethereal, fantasy based kind of kind of paintings. And uh, I'm super proud of her. She's she's getting so good
0: yeah i dig it it's really good stuff like it has like a almost fairy-like look or like a mermaid kind of style with the with the jellyfish and everything it's just so cool like props to both of you guys just both of you fantastic artists so if you haven't heard a little of jordan's background go back a few podcasts you'll see it titled in there how long ago was that do you remember that was forever huh oh man it was
1: when was batman day
0: oh my goodness was that I want to say that was in like it was in summer right like summer of
1: I think so like end of
0: summer yeah so that'll uh, be the, you can listen to that pod if you want to see kind of how we met each other and and a little bit of Jordan's background but this particular interview like I said in, interview number one of zombie destroyers Q&A with myself Chris Latory and the uh the writer and uh and colors and Jordan on pencils and and inks so here we go. I'll fire off one. We'll just take turns. What do you think? Just a just a fireball round of question for question. What do you say? Sure, sure. All right. So, uh, in the in creating a comic book together, Zombie Destroyers, what's what's the what's the best part of it for you?
1: Oh man, um, there's so much to it. I mean, the collaboration, just in feeling like you're a part of something with someone else and use the way that you feed off of someone else's creative energy and stuff like that. It's it's just a super fun process to, to go through. And then when you finally get those pages turned out and you see how it turned out and how things have changed from the artist's perspective, from what the writer wrote, a.k.a. you or just like little changes here and there and stuff like that. Just to, to see the final collaboration come together is, is so fun. For me, at least, uh, that's
0: probably the, the most fun for me. Awesome! Well, that's a that's a cool answer. I was uh, I know that your um, that art is your life. So that I wasn't kind of expecting that question. I, I had your answer. I thought it'd be like you know just the art, but that's very cool. That that says a lot that uh, what we're doing is working. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> awesome! Well, uh, that's a great. Fire away. What's yours?
1: Yeah. Um. So this being your your first comic book that you're you're actually you're writing um first is this your first like uh, serious project for writing or have you done a lot of writing in your past
0: well no, no, nothing of a uh, published work i have uh, i have many stories sort of written down in long form but this is actually mm-hmm. the first time yes that that i've written in comic book format and it's a uh, it's the it's the con- the conden- the con the condensing of it that is the most interesting part. Really trying to mm-hmm. pack in as much punch as you can. But no, it's it's yeah, it is absolutely my first piece of work that I that uh I, I, that we're going to publish that I'm going to publish.
1: Yeah, we're going to.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and and I love it. I, I mean, the process is I'm uh, still definitely learning, but uh, really the most interesting part of of that is uh is condensing it and really telling a lot of story in a in a short space and yeah uh, and not wanting to cover up your gorgeous art with you know a million lines of dialogue but to pack the story into small punches and to and to keep it kind of mysterious to where you're getting yeah. little little bits and pieces i like when mm-hmm. comics do that so uh that's a. Uh, I, I went over your your question. My your your. Uh, <laughs> I was all sorry, all over the place. So I'll I'll uh, reel I'll reel it in and I'll go to my number two. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so on the uh, your you're currently penciling page four. You're in the pencil process, right? And like still doing some of the ink for page three. Yeah. So what uh, what have you learned from now one to four? And what what area have you most improved? being you're on the fourth page now. So what have you learned and what have you improved on?
1: Um, you know, it's my first time doing doing panels um, seriously, so I'd say it's still a huge learning learning process going on right now. Um, every single page that I do is something new. Um, so I'd say that with the limited amount of experience that I have, thus far with page four i'd say that what i what i've improved the most on is um getting the rough layout done i've kind of gotten a little bit of a feel for um and, and just with reading comics too i have an idea of kind of just how a story should kind of flow and just uh, from like box to box panel to panel um so i've gotten a little bit quicker at that at just laying out the page and uh Getting getting the images across to and to tell the
0: story a little bit. Excellent, that's awesome. I mean, gosh, and think of think of uh, from just page one to four. Just think about when we're like on page one (laughs) hundred and fifty. Yeah, I know. Right. I can't even imagine. Well, I personally think that you're just getting better. You know, it's. uh, I think it really helps that um, I give you visual cues, whatever visual references. You seem to dig that, right? and uh yeah and, but from there you're creating your own thing which is cool you're finding your your way your style i dig that exactly. yeah that, that's like it's the coolest just, part it's so fun oh well, awesome so uh your turn
1: <laughs> yeah um what was your major inspiration for for zombie destroyers
0: well that's a tough one because it's a collaboration of things um the story itself has zombies. The primary four characters have powers. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely influenced by the entire zombie genre from comics to movies to Walking Dead to you name it that crosses over into both with mm-hmm. with, the, uh, with the design really of putting my own love into it, putting my own heart into it. I'd say that my primary inspiration is my love of comics. Yeah. And so... This, it can actually make the storytelling of this like all over the place because I love so many genres and I love just different styles and I love when the storylines are flipped on their heads and, and really have you surprised so I'm infusing so many things into it but ultimately my love of, of comic books the zombie genre, the hero genre but the theme yeah. of it the theme truly is family so I'd say that's maybe another gigantic inspiration is just the my family and the people that I love and the people I care for I want to somehow get some of that into this comic you know yeah
1: get, get the heart the heart and soul in there
0: absolutely so it's uh yeah. it's a it's a culmination of all those things that's really where the deep you know the deep uh inspiration comes from so it's just all of that awesome, <laughs> awesome. yeah All right, my turn uh what's your yeah. biggest what's your biggest challenge then with creating a you know with with doing this and and drawing all your pages and what's the biggest, you know, the big, the toughest part, the big challenge.
1: Um, you know, actually it kind of, kind of goes back to the, to the answer for question number two. And although I'm getting better and quicker at making the panels and, uh, and, uh, drawing the layouts and all that kind of stuff, I'd say that that's still the biggest challenge is, um, sitting in front of that blank page with, um, with the script and just envisioning envisioning what needs to be on the page what people need to see um in order to to get the story moving i'd say that that's still the hardest part for it even though i'm getting better at it
0: nice so it's really yeah. like uh making sure you're true to your artistic style but then also getting faster is exactly. a combination of that Nice.
1: Exactly. I'm making sure that I'm telling a cohesive story through my art as well.
0: Absolutely. That's important because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at uh like this week's, you know, comic books I I bought, I bought 17 and mm-hmm. 7 of them made the top picks. <clears throat> and a big reason some of those other ones don't, and you know on my podcast I don't like to just sit there and dwell in the negative for so long, swim in the pool of ugly as I call uh-huh. it. <clears throat> but that's a big part of why they don't make the list. If it's not if it's a story where I'm going back and going, What did they mean there? and I lost them or who's this character? I don't even know what's going on. Like to just be lost in a comic is yeah. like that's just like I just spent four dollars on a comic or you know, and it's like <laughs> I'm gonna be lost and not understand what they're what I'm reading and it just has to you're right, be cohesive in a story you makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> and then in your art too I have to compliment you like there's really so far the care of you know the characters I've, I've written they look so different from each other so we never really have to worry about that have, have you noticed that in a lot of comics like they all look kind of the same like I don't know who's who yeah
1: um, I, I have come across that a couple times
0: and so that's that's like my love of it uh, there, I mean the only time you'll ever think I mean you'll see the zombies all look fairly similar right With their just facial features and whatnot of zombie destroyers and they don't have hair yeah. But they'll all look relatively the same. But the four core characters, or I mm-hmm. guess five, um, if you if you count the Professor Z. But um, yeah. they all look completely different in the facial features and everything. And that's a, an attest to you know to you because uh, well, thank you. you've made them look a little different, and I've written them to where they're significantly different. So that in a way that's easy, yeah. right? Yeah, so
1: that helps. Yeah, it definitely helps to, in not uh, having to just come up with all of it on my own i definitely had something to work off of so that made it a lot easier
0: right on i'm sorry i got off the rails again it's your turn right you're asking (laughs) me i think
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um what what for you is the most exciting part about uh about making a comic and uh and uh yeah just the whole experience what's the most exciting part for you
0: yeah I gotta agree with you man it's the collaboration it's when, when I have that story down and, I, and I'm feeling that story and I'm really uh-huh. trying to convey that story well and convey it to you and give you visual reference and then you nail it <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm holding it in my hand like what was right inside my friggin brain like that that is insane that's that's yeah. That's the, mo- the most in- in- intense like true to love feeling like uh, like I feel like I've I was meant to do that you know like I feel like yeah. you're gonna get me freaking crying now man I feel like I'm gonna ball my eyes out right now <laughs> but it's like out right, uh, let it out yeah
1: my virtual shoulder to cry
0: <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay my head upon my iPhone. Uh, Yeah <laughs> but no I, I really truly like like I, I feel like it's my my what I was meant to do. You know, and and, and I, I really, honestly, and all the jobs I've had in my life, I've never felt that way. Like, oh, this is what I was meant to do. No, no. Th- this is it. And uh,
1: I feel you, man. I feel you completely. I felt the same way about all my jobs. <laughs> Once I seriously started getting back into art, especially now starting the zombie destroyers with you, like it's it's like something clicked in my brain. Where it's like, this is this is it. Yeah. This is what i was This is what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, man, isn't that awesome? Such a fantastic yeah. feeling. It is. Like, there's there's nothing more I want to do, uh, especially in the labor hours of the day, than work on this, you know? Uh, exactly. I just wish I could spend more time of it, those darn full-time funny. jobs.
1: <laughs> so well, I remember before, um, I would just be like, huh, I wish I wasn't working so I could go play video games or something like that, But now, but now I'm like, man, I wish I wasn't working
0: so I could sit at my desk and draw more. Yeah. Yeah. And then taking my, the large form of my writing into small form and, and, you know, encapsulating it and packing it and, uh, and then, you know, you lay it out and convey the story that way visually, man, that feeling is (laughs) like amazing. Going back to answering your question, that, that feeling is truly amazing and I'm blessed and I I can't thank you enough. And, uh, that I can't thank you enough it's beautiful my turn I think All right. (laughs) right, so uh you know I always tell you that I I would never want you to go against your your true artistic feelings about a project you know I would never want you to have to draw something that you really have you have no feelings towards so and you can be completely honest you know what what's your what's your take on the story I mean I haven't told you a hundred percent and you know of course please try not to spoil anything major but you know um, from what I've given you and the core part of the story, like, what's your take on it? How do you feel about it? Like, what what's your uh, what's your gut reaction to when I tell you the core part of the story? Yeah, um, from what from what you've told
1: me and that this I kind of hold as a standard to any sort of artistic medium that I partake in, whether that be reading comics or playing video games or listen to music, whatever it be. Um, for me at least to be truly engaged in something, it has to have some sort of a, a in a story element. It needs to really grab me. It needs to have emotional impact. Um, it needs to it needs to have some sort of a, a character development, which I mean any good story should. So I feel like with what you've told me of the story and what I know about the characters and some of the future stories and and where you want to take it. And you said that the the main, one of the main inspirational themes behind Zombie Destroyers is family. Um, This project in particular has grabbed me in that I know that it's going to go places emotionally and it's not just going to be a zombie romp where they're just killing zombies. Like it's going to have depth and it's going to have beautiful moments sad moments and funny moments and I, I so far from what you've told me i i'm completely bigot and I'm, I'm all in it's just i'm excited to see what you what you give me next
0: dude that you're gonna you're gonna make me cry dude i told you <laughs> cut it out cut this shit out <laughs> well i can't thank you enough man that's uh that's the goal you know and uh I can't wait for people to see this, to see your lovely art and uh, and the you know us coming together with this and yeah man, I think uh, it's a thing of beauty and um, I can't wait to share it with the world and to hold it in our hands right. I know that's gonna be insane. As it's gonna be, that's gonna be crazy. <laughs> so I, thank yeah. you man, that that really means a lot and uh, that's all I'm trying for is to is to just be real to myself, use my thirty years of comic reading and experience I have there into what I what I love to read and and Put me in there. That's you know, and <laughs> yeah. the, let the chips fall where they may. And family, and also fun, 'cause you got guys killing zombies. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's yeah. their their it's focus. Yeah, but with powers. <sighs> but with powers, and they're also not trying to hide. They're trying to. The, their mission is to is to set the balance. Is to is to go out there in the world and and correct this wrong. Uh, yeah, and and why you'll find out soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, without well, spoiling too much.
0: Right. <laughs> Whose turn is it? I lost track. Is it my turn? Or your turn? Was um, it? Oh well, yeah, it's my turn. your turn. It's my turn. <laughs>
1: um, what would you say is so far uh, from the pages that you've written the hardest part?
0: Yeah, the the hardest part is taking so much content and then bringing it down to a to a you know taking a taking a flurry of jabs and turning it into like. a a stiff uppercut you know Uh (laughs) where it's like they're both doing roughly the same thing but uh you're doing it in a faster more encapsulated you know pack of a punch so you're yeah it's that balance you know to to where you're not i'm not covering up all your gorgeous art like what's the point and (laughs) and making sure your art's telling the story so that i just accompany it so it's it's that encapsulation is a little bit challenging because i write in long form Mm-hmm. I would say that's, that's the biggest challenge. And then, and then sometimes I guess, cause in the process you and I are getting to know each other, you know, and I, and I feel, yeah. I, I can't tell you how important I feel art is to comics. So I, I never just want to ever make you feel like this is crushing your soul. Like it's just, you know, <laughs> it's a, just something you have to do. It's just, you know, something you're doing for a paycheck and it's, and it's that uh, your heart's not in it. And I would think, yeah. I would think, which I can't draw worth a damn. If if the roles were, were reversed, I would uh, uh-huh. that would keep me up at night, or I, I would you know I would be dreading. It would feel like that that nine to five, which we both are trying to get out of, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One day, um, so so that's the has, that's the toughest. It has not part. felt like that at all. I can say that. Awesome, I don't feel that way either. But I'd say that's the toughest part is is um and i'd say what what helps is is just being humble about it right and just uh yeah and if for and, sure. you know and if anyone you and whomever know me i always try to at least be that way and uh and be considerate and in this case yeah you know you'd be considerate to your art and to to your work and so um but yeah at the same time it's just a matter of getting uh 500 letters into you know, 60 <laughs> you know? <laughs> and still make where it makes sense. And you understand it and then it pairs okay, and yeah. partners. But then when that comes together, the payoff is gigantic, right? So yeah. like, Oh yeah. So it's a challenge and it's a tricky thing I think to maneuver, but when we get it, Oh my gosh, it feels like a home run, right? It feels like I mean, a, as of right now, as
1: of right now, I mean, uh, we just have the, the pages of my art on it. I, I can't wait to actually physically see one of the pages once it's, uh, it has the lettering in the story,
0: holy crap a lot
1: yeah.
0: and per, yeah and, per, and properly colored and just where it looks oh that's gonna be insane. <laughs> so my turn right, I think, yeah, all right, my last question actually, and it it segues a little from our last conversation about switching roles, so I had a conversation with you a while back, and I thought I'd mention it again, I thought it would be really fun one day, whereas if uh Maybe you teach me how to draw Or I continue dabbling into to drawing And uh, I know you have the ability to write And talking to you And that we switch roles one day Maybe for an issue, right? Just a fun issue where um, Like uh, Southern Bastards did that uh, the, 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 the Jasons Jason Aaron and Jason uh, I'm forgetting his or name already But the two Jasons did that for one one issue Actually, he, the uh I don't think the um, writer actually drew, but they but he he semi had the layouts and did more. So if you and I switched roles one day for Zombie Destroyers, <coughs> so this is a, I know a little weird question, but what do you do, what do you think you would write? What do you think you would do? Whether it's uh, I say, hey, just take the reins, boom, it's yours. What would you do if you had Zombie Destroyers and to write? What would you where would you think you'd go? Uh,
1: you know, uh jeez. Like, for a precise storyline, I don't think I can come up with something right now. Um, I do know that I'm I'm a big fan of shows like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and X-Files and stuff like that. I know, especially with the X-Files, they'll have an overarching storyline throughout the entire season. season. Um, But peppered in there, they'll have these these goofy, kind of just almost over-the-top kind of episodes that don't really add much to the to the main story and they're just kind of like their own standalone thing So oh, okay. I feel like if I were to take the reins on writing um I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to mess up your your overall story I'd probably just do something fun with it you now maybe something something in that vein of just like a, a fun little side story kind
0: of thing I like that I like that those are yeah. great when they work in comics right they're like those are really like they have a feel good it's like a in some depending on if it's very intense uh in the general Uh storylining. it like where it's a break from that and it can just be Uh some fun or it's just a it just has that 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 unique otherworldly ability like you just jumped out of this world or you just like had a a a one I, i dig that man that that'd be that'd be fun well yeah. we should make that happen one day. I think that would just be cool to and then uh sure. then you get to see my very adolescent drawing. <laughs> <laughs> my very adolescent writing. <laughs> well it would I think it would it then it would stay it would feel right. Fit right? It would <laughs> <yeah>. fit perfect. <laughs> so I think you're the last one, right? You have the last? Or was that Yeah. It? Oh. Um
1: I think what I have is um you know, going going down in line years later. Um, what are your expectations for
0: Zombie Destroyer? Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe not so much as expectations, but, like, my my dream, you know, would be would be an all-media front. Like, I could see this as an animated series. I think that would be a blast. Can you imagine this? Oh, man.
1: That would be insane.
0: I mean, it wouldn't have to necessarily be R, right? I, I, don't, I don't think I'm dipping in there. I do feel it like a PG-13 sort of feel. Um, sure. I guess if I were to have to put a rating on it but oh my gosh could you imagine like I mean my dream is the full treatment right that all of a sudden Disney calls and they want to buy it and then (laughs) and then there's, there's studios studios fighting over it for, the, right. for an animated series and a major motion picture and then they even want to go forward with a, a weekly spin uh TV show because do they even call them TV shows anymore with Netflix and everything whatever a show <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> so yeah an all media blast is my dream <laughs> and expectation I mean collections yeah. would be great omnibus can you imagine having an omnibus oh thing? man
1: that would be sick
0: so my dream is all of those, and my and honestly, I'd, I'd be happy with ten percent of it, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> just with having it published. Yeah. So you know, I, I it's a, it's a, I would love to, you know, I, I I try not to put all those expectations. Right. I just uh, it's my dream. I put it that way, yeah. I guess. And that it's it's yeah. an absolute dream for any of those things to happen, but I would love for all of it to happen. Can you imagine like, uh, like a cosplayer? being like, oh, a, like like Lana one day right our girl character yeah. all of a sudden like there's just someone and
1: just seeing them walking around
0: I'd pass out I think I'd literally <laughs> I would literally faint I've never fainted in my life but I think I would faint at that moment <laughs> yeah. I've
1: never fainted either so maybe might, be, it might be a first time for
0: both of us can you imagine if yeah your art goes walking by with someone that <laughs> is worrying <laughs> what you drew that,
1: that would blow me away
0: right I mean, that would be so that's yeah, that's so that you capped it off, man that was that was a good finish, good question, good finish yeah. question for the q and a glad so, I'm glad
1: I lived up to your expectations
0: well, I think we said it all, i think there's uh there's nothing more to be said i think we 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 covered everything, <laughs> <laughs> so great. thank you, I can't thank you enough, man, thanks. this has been a lot of fun, and uh it's uh we we chronicalized it there it is. There it is. The first, first time. First time ever. The first Zombie Destroyers Q and A with, with the creative team right here of myself and <laughs> Jordan Hudson. I can't thank you enough, buddy. But thanks. And uh, well, thank you. Yeah, let's um, let's go work on some comics, shall we?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do that right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jordan. You take care, huh? You too. All right. Good stuff that was. Hope you enjoyed that, cause I did. And uh, learn the lesson, folks. Chase the dream because it feels good but quick announcement I have to say thank you again to Justin my son for taking over the Sunspots comics blog check his uh, writing out at blog.sunspotscomics.com and you'll see his writing from time to time I think weekly or bi-weekly he's trying to do a piece for the site so uh, it, I can tell he's in a short period of time he's getting better at it already so it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting he has an interesting perspective so tune into Justin's blog again blog.sunspotscomics.com. And if you haven't already heard, we have a mystery box contest, the first ever Sunspots Comics mystery box contest. And to enter, just follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, right give us a five-star and positive review on iTunes and you're automatically entered. I said $75 value the box it's rising. It's going up. Good stuff are in there is in there and soon I'll be maybe posting some little teases of what uh, is going into the box and I adjusted the uh, thanks uh, DJ Living Dead by the way for this recommendation of adjusting the due date and contest winner announcement date to May the 4th be with you <laughs> so thanks DJ Living Dead on Instagram at DJ Living Dead and check out his, uh, I gotta say, my friend Mike has a great podcast about horror and it's My Haunt Life, check out on Instagram, just search My Haunt Life, and also on uh, iTunes, search My Haunt Life for his podcast on horror, it's really good, and I'm not even really into the horror realm, and I listen to it, and it's fun, and it's interesting, and it's very deep about the whole world of horror, so check out Mike, and let's jump right into podcast number 40, so away we go, I have one comic book feel-good factoid freebie, I have a Spider-Sense tingling article, and we do have a memoriam, no AI story this week, just didn't find anything that really jumped out at me, but first and foremost. Just one comic book feel-good factoid freebie from comicsalliance.com and it's titled 24 Years Ago Today, The Start of Image Comics Revolution. And 1992 is when Image Comics started. I remember I was uh, just second year in college and Todd McFarlane, Rob Liefeld, Jim Lee split off of Marvel Comics to start Image Comics. Gosh, I remember it. You know, I was 20 years old, so I'm aging myself there. And, it was exciting! It was like, these guys were the rock stars of comics. They were doing what had never been done, to leave uh, the big, one of the big twos, and jump over to make their own company. And they kinda took everyone that was, uh, that were also rock stars at the time, to join them. And there's a documentary, uh, movie, DVD coming out about it very soon, which I have to, have to check out, where it has the whole team of them. But, I remember for me, it was like, two main titles, it was The Max and Spawn. And I can't say I collect either one. I know the Max is done, but Spawn is still going. I just fell off of it years ago, but I enjoyed it for so, so long with Todd McFarlane's art, especially, and even Greg Capullo doing it for so long. And I've just lost lost touch with Spawn. I should dip in and give it another try, but... And the Max from Sam Keith. Uh, if you want to see some amazing art, check out the Max by Sam Keith. Gorgeous stuff, and that animated series. I remember I have it on VHS or DVD somewhere. It was on MTV, uh, the Max Cartoon Series, and it was panel per, f- per panel. They just took Sam Keith's work and spliced it, diced it, added some- some voice acting to it. It was amazing. Check that out if you haven't seen the Max Animated Series. You should! Um, it was adult, if I remember. played MTV really late, so it didn't really make a splash. Nobody ever really heard of it or didn't really go anywhere, but... Very, very cool. So hard to believe it's 24 years. Happy anniversary, Image Comics, and uh, you're welcome for uh, taking all my money (laughs) and uh uh, whoa Whoa, whoa. yeah that's my spider senses right (laughs) and uh this article uh, in case you're just tuning in don't know what a, uh, a spider sense tingling article is it's just where I feel like science and the world of weird stuff could eventually turn our world into a world filled with comic book characters with comic book stuff with them coming to life for real you never know It's just fun stuff, but this one's from CNN titled UK scientists given the go-ahead to genetically modify human embryos now I know their ultimate uh, Motive is to maybe primarily kill you know kill cancer good luck with that. I hope I hope they find a way But it just sounds like if evil scientists get a hold of this, right? Who knows what they're going to do? Splicing animals together with people Mm, Lizards for people that have lost appendages, right? You can see that happening, Spider-Man. Um, just all kinds of things. Uh, they're, they're, they are talking about moving the first uh, in this landmark decision to give the go-ahead to their scientists to to alter DNA, uh, whoo, um, to genetically enhance embryos. Whoa! So there you go, folks. Yeah, just uh, don't allow this technology to fall into the hands of supervillains because you never know what's going to happen. And the uh, final sort of comic book article is the unfortunate passing of Joe Alasky. He was the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. He died at 63 from cancer. Damn it! He did uh, the Animaniacs, too. And you can hear him a little... Tiny Toons. Oh. Joe. The Plucky
1: Duck Show. I play Plucky, plucky
0: Duck. duck. Course, a little
1: green duck about this side. <laughs> and, uh, very egotistical, very obnoxious. And, of course, he is the person who is getting his own show. It's it's lucky, it's plucky. It's Plucky. I'm absolutely ducky. Oh, the show's seem yucky now that Plucky's on the air. do him, skin. him. The show will still be moleskin. It's the
0: pop- Yeah. So, thank you, Joe, for your lyrics. Le- the years... of of fun and laughter you brought to my family and my household uh, because we listened to your work Bullwinkle even that's right he did so many voices but uh, unfortunately he's not with us anymore but take care Joe Alasky and your and your cartoon world in the sky we will be missed thank you very much so there you go those are the uh, the three articles this week and now we're going into my favorite part of uh, the Sunspots Comics Podcast which is reviewing comic books so these are the new comic book picks for February 3rd, and you should buy these immediately at your local comic book shop. Please support paper and your local comic book stores. Find them. You can go to the internet, search comic books stores, you'll find them. They're everywhere. They're popping up like, like you wouldn't believe, like like mushrooms in in, my, in our front yard. They're just popping up like crazy. But uh, there's 17 that I read this week, which is crazy. No, 16. And seven of them made the top picks. And spoiler alert, of course, I do read these. I try not to give all everything away, but sometimes I do. And I like to just talk about these and give you what uh, I love, give you the pieces of what I loved most about these particular comics and hopefully inspire you to go and buy them. But spoiler alert. And I have to mention this week's art cover winner uh, from Spider Man number one, Sarah Pacelli. It's just iconic. It's it's Miles Morales swinging through New York. What we want to see with Spider-Man, he's got that dark suit, and his web is just all over the place, and he's kind of looking right at the at the camera at us, if you will. And it's just that slice of the New York cityscape and Spider-Man swinging through it. It just to me laying them all out side by side. It's the it's the the cover I kept looking at the most. So very good, Sarah Pacelli. And the art winner overall uh, is the is uh, actually on Batman Europa 404, which I'll talk about a little bit more. Layouts from uh, Giuseppe Cumincoli and the art by Gerard Perel. And so it looks like they really teamed up, and looks like Gerard also did the coloring, which is amazing on this. It's very oil painting style, very shadowy, very dark, and it's Batman and Joker, come on, and it's gorgeously drawn. You can take, you can cut out any one of these pages, Blow it up and, and frame it on your wall. It's that iconically gorgeous with their the the very standard Joker colors, and it's just beautiful art. Winner hands down. But we'll talk more about Batman Europa in a second. And another mention is something I've jumped right into as well, uh, which is Invincible Universe. I picked it up at a at a comic book shop in the dollar bin, and there was only a twelve issue run of Invincible Universe. And I grabbed uh, 1 through 11. I have to find 12 to finish the series out. And it ultimately gets into the comic book uh, that Robert Kirkman has written, Invincible, of the sort of characters, you know, honestly in Invincible, I don't care that much about. The Guardians of the Globe. Not to be con- confused with Guardians of the Galaxy, or any of the other Guardian team for that matter. Um, like the DC Comics. Uh, no, it's their own Guarding the Globe, not Guardians of the Globe. Which is in, from DC if I remember from a long time ago. Guarding the Globe turned into the Invincible Universe, so it's the all the the supporting characters, but they actually do add, write with some depth for these characters, where they make you care about them, and there's interesting little side stories. It's actually a lot of fun, and paying a dollar for them really helps because it just makes you feel like your money's really well spent. So I definitely recommend it. I'll give a review of it maybe when I'm done. I'm only like five in, which uh, they're really well written. I have to say by. Um, Not Kirkman, and not uh, Ryan Otley, but um, they stick with the, the same team through all 12 issues, but I'll get into that further, I just wanted to mention it, Invincible Universe, pretty good, and this week, number ones, there were three, but only two of them count as new number ones, I always like to highlight those, because number ones to me hold that little bit of extra something, that little bit of hope, like, wow, this could be amazing, and I'm here from the start, this week was Mirror and Kennel, which I'll talk about, Um, Spider-Man Miles Morales number one didn't count, so I didn't go into that one, Um, but, uh, the other one, uh, unfortunately didn't make it, (laughs) I'll just leave it at that, uh, but, uh, you know, one did, into the top picks, but, there you go, uh, just my quick mentions, and so, going back into it, um, 16 comics, 7 made the list, not bad, I mean, I hope, I always prefer about 50% of the comics that I pay money for, uh, will be make the top picks but it seems like in the last few weeks I haven't hit that 50% but uh, you could tell some of them are laying some great found work uh, foundation work here to being some really good comics in the very near future but you should buy these seven that I recommend and review and now let's jump right into them so last spoiler alert you have been warned and if you want to see all my previous favorite picks of the week going all the way back to May of last year just go to sunspots.com uh, sunspotscomics.com. Click on Top Comic Books of the Week and you'll see it all listed there of all my previous picks. It seemed like most of this pile this week, too, have been on my top picks before. I know, uh, like, Paper Girls has, Unfollow has, Venom has, so we'll get right into that, but you'll see all of these in the uh, top picks in the past because they're super, super good and you should buy them immediately. So, final spoiler alert here we go. Coming in at number seven is Spider-Man number 1 written by Brian Michael Bendis which my goodness he is a superior writer uh, veteran been around forever artist I already spoke to cover artist winner of the week Sarah Pacelli and her artist her artistry is very realistic looking colored very realistic looking though she blends in kind of these little flashbacks in a very cartoony style or a a sort of mental reference and a super cartoony style which I dig it kind of breaks up the the standard her standard uh, tone and then throws this very cartoony look to some of Miles Morales's flashbacks and what I dig about this is it is uh, putting aside continuity um, Miles Morales is out of the the ultimate Marvel universe and now into the standard universe and uh, so Peter Parker is gonna be in it and Miles marker Miles Morales <laughs> are going to be in it together and, uh, it, this is just a nice telling of how he has to jump in and help the Avengers, they're all knocked out. Uh, Blackheart knocks out the Avengers in a big torn up part of New York. But then we flash back into him at high school, kind of reintroducing him and his best friend, who his best friend's the only one that knows his secret. Which I dug, I can relate to the best friend. He's a chubby Asian guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, you know, it, for me, it, it hits home. And so it's the re-establishing of Miles Morales. I won't, I'll be honest, I didn't buy every single Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. And so uh, this gives us a nice reintroduction to him. And again, how high school life is for him. And it's uh, it's just it's nice. He jumps right in. He has to grab Captain America's shield, which I thought was cool. Very iconic moment of him standing on a pile of rubble holding Captain America's shield. And it's Spider-Man, folks. How cool is that, right? <laughs> Gotta love it, but it's just a it's it's a great start it Has a good tone. It's action-packed Blackheart is a very menacing looking bad guy and you get to see him You can see miles use his sort of electricity power and he, he shocks Blackheart who is like 12 feet tall and demon looking Crazy, so uh, yeah, we're going to see more of this bad guy because that is not even close to being resolved so nice nice uh, to jump right in with miles morales and nice little unique flavor and, and uh peter parker hmm? maybe maybe you'll see him maybe you know you won't who knows gotta read it so coming in at number six is paper girls number five uh from image comics writing written by brian k vaughn saga and uh, artist by Arty, art art by cliff chang colors by matt wilson you gotta mention his colors because this thing is just pink and blue everywhere But what I enjoyed most about this was just the time travel element it is a little all over the place You have our paper girls. You have this alien technology you then you have them in the past in like 1988 or 90 jumping forward to to 2016. It's just all over the place. It's time travel. It's fun It's pink and blue. It's just a good time I don't want to spoil too much of this because it's so good, but the paper girls are paper girls, delivering, and they get into this whole mess of, you know, pterodactyl-looking dinosaurs and space people from the future that they're there for what, we don't really know yet, but I mean, we're in issue 5, we don't really know what's going on, their friend was hurt, the, uh, the two alien teenagers that speak in this crazy ebonics pigeon style of bad English, you can hardly make out what they're saying without these, this translator. And they're hurt, but trying to save their friend who was hurt by putting all these weird little little bug robots all over their friend that was shot in the stomach. And it's just sci-fi, young, 80s nostalgia to nowadays, to back to the future, to time travel. It's just a whole bunch of fun, and you should check out Paper Girls right away. And then that's my number six, coming in at number five from Marvel Comics, Star Wars, Obi-Wan, and Anakin the team of Charles Soule who is uh, an actual lawyer. He's doing Daredevil as well. He I, I consider him a very good artist. He definitely is bold, takes some takes some risks, does a few little unique twists which I like, but doesn't go nuts. and art and uh, colors art by Marco Ceccetto and colors by Andres Mosa. And this has a unique Star Wars look definitely different than all of the current Canon Star Wars comics. And I'd say the thing I took away from this and loved the most is that you get to see Obi-Wan Kenobi mature and and in his prime and as a primary adult and as a, as he is not just a learner, but the master. I I don't feel like we had a whole ton of that when you think about the Star Wars movies and what's considered canon now in the comics. I'd say that's what the biggest takeaway from If you want to see Obi-Wan Kenobi in his prime and Anakin actually listening and not being a complete... It's... It's a lot of fun. They're they're in this planet that had a distress signal, but they don't even know what Jedi are. So that, that's a, a nutshell, and it's really just starting the setup still, which is on issue number two. But it looks great, great action, cool alien planet with some weird aliens there. Flashbacks of Obi Wan training Anakin, but again, it's it's the way that it's written. I guess hats off to Charles Soule. It's Obi Wan in his prime, and that's what you want. And I like that. That's being Written into the canon of Star Wars now is Obi Wan as the uh, is as doing his thing, and I like that. I want more of it. And this is just uh, them trying to figure out what's going on on this planet. Anakin goes back to meet Palpatine, so there's some of that going on, and it's uh, it's it's well written, great art. You see, I mean, there's a scene here with Jabba and sort of a club cassock car, so you see Jabba there so it's uh you got some of your favorites in there and there's still this this planet they're on is a warring planet with these aliens and these humanoid like characters and and Obi-Wan and Anakin are trying to figure out why they're there because there was a distress call but the humanoids of this planet have no idea what Jedi are and who made the distress call. So they're still trying to figure things out it's cool science fiction action Star Wars romp you should get it it's a lot of fun join the party and uh, coming in next at uh, where am I? Number four is from Marvel Comics, Venom, Space Knight number three. Uh, Robbie Thompson, written by Robert Robbie Thompson, art by Ariel Olivetti. And Ariel Olivetti is the art is gorgeous. Just slightly nudged out by Batman Europa, but this art is amazing. Hyper realistic, so detailed. Each page looks like it took forever. And this isn't an, again another like cool sci-fi romp. It, it had sort of a Star Trekian vibe to it, where even Flash Thompson ends up making out with an alien. Yeah, it's in there. But him being this uh, space cop, he has these I guess senses or feelings that that there's something is going wrong on a planet. He goes on to this very just covered in volcano lava island where these Medusa-like Women that all look identical to each other. Same outfit, same hair, same everything. How does that work? But, you know, he's not there for very long. And he has to help these sort of mole men, volcano men with the tops of their heads pouring out sort of molten lava. And there is a device planted on the planet to, like, harness its energy and destroy the planet. So it's sort of three things going on at once. Flash is thrown into the middle of it. He has to quickly figure out how to choose sides. Uh, He's funny, they've written him in a funny manner, Flash is interesting, he has like uh, this just super positive nature. He's like a Buzz Lightyear out there in space, kind of oblivious, just kind of having fun with it. And his partner, this, this robot 803, so reminiscent of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the robot just wants to sort of kill himself. He's like sort of depressed, but it's funny, the way it's written. So, I love it. I dig it. I like this space adventure. And you are introduced to the alien species that planted this device on the planet that wants to wipe out various planets. Well, now they're on the hunt for Flash Thompson. And this was also a highlight for the... um, I guess some of the proceeds go to the... The Warriors... uh, Wounded Warriors... uh, Wounded Warrior Care Network. Which you'll see in the last page because Flash Thompson is given... Um, he's given artificial limbs here and that's what that that charity is all about so kind of a cool tie-in you can feel there was some partnership there so way to go Marvel because he is a major comic book character with that is missing his legs um, from being wounded in battle so kind of a cool tie-in and I mentioned that in the last podcast so that's why it's very cool now we're into the top three Uh, number three is unfollow number four from Vertigo Comics, and I dig this. It's from the team of uh, Williams, uh, writing writing from Williams, Rob Williams. Uh, the art is from I want to say Rob Dowling or is it Roy Dowling? And very super high, high li- like highly realistic look to it. I love the sort of club look where everything is just orange. Like the first four pages, of this almost every page is just, almost every panel is just soaked in this beautiful delicious orange and We're at the club here where the billionaire creator of Twitter Mindspace is throwing this party and the 140 that have been chosen to receive his billions because he's dying of cancer Are slowly being killed one by one, so it does look like that's what the plan was and there is this really soupy, super creepy guy, Mr. Rubenstein, that wears this Mayan mask, which we saw back in Issue 1. That seems to be this sort of... Maybe the actual mastermind behind this, maybe, you're getting hints of. And we still have our... our the character, I think, who is, for me, the main character. Who is seeing, like... Seeing things, seeing leopards and tigers walking around. He's from uh, a very bad place. I want to say it was like St. Louis, and he's the one that tried to get his sister to come with him, but they wouldn't let them bring the sister to the gathering of the 140. Now, like 138. And they were introduced to the guy that was at the end of issue one, which is this crazy bearded guy that they let him bring a ton of arsenal and weaponry to this gathering of the 140, who, who speaks to Jesus. So... The characters have been developed well, the pacing is really good, You're, it's an interesting story where you're like, okay, is this a social experiment to see what humans would do with given all that money and put in the same room, and are they just going to all kill themselves? So our character's like, maybe I should just get out of here, which is an interesting... Turn, you're like the money's not worth it he wants to live <laughs> so I thought great character development there and this Akira character the Japanese guy in a wedding dress with the artificial limbs legs uh, yeah he wrote a book and he reads passages from it and it's like this sort of twisted um, sort of uh, Buddhist like um, book where he's very Zen and speaks in a meditative manner but he is a a trip and runs into Mr. Lewinstein, the guy with the Mayan mask, and they have quite an interesting little exchange there. I don't want to blow it, but this story has depth, it's interesting, it's different, it's a social take, it's continually just solid and consistent. You definitely should read Unfollow. I uh, gave it to my son Justin, he's reading it right now, so um, check out Unfollow, that's my number three. Top two! Number two is one of the new number ones from Boom Studios, *Kennel Block Blues*. Number one of four. It's a mini-series. This is an anthropomorphic style in the uh, in the in the tone of Black Sad, which I love. And this is created by Ferrier and Bayless. Ryan Ferrier is the writer and illustrated by Daniel Bayless, colored by Adam Metcalf. Coloring is fantastic. So this is kind of a um, bipolar. Uh, I, I want to say Bulldog Who, uh, you know, walks and talks like a human The anthropomorphic thing And he's being sent to a kennel Jackson State Kennel But he does this trippy thing with his mind Where he believes Sees it in his mind as this happy, happy cartoon Like a just a romp into Toontown But then they go back to reality And it's uh, very grim And he's in doggy prison And he's trying to maintain this super positive attitude When everyone around him Is in doom and gloom And so it's how interesting how he becomes so annoying so quickly to the rest of the inmates and they want to just kill him. Because he has this zippity-doo-dah kind of feeling. Like he's just kind of this uh, bipolar, schizophrenic, maybe crazy um, bulldog that uh, is getting the lay of the land of this prison and not making a whole ton of friends. And they do some great character development because the cats are the enemies. And who likes cats? I'm sorry if you do, but I'm not a cat person. But yeah, the cats are villainized here, and they're organized, and they have, like, a leader that they all sort of follow, and they're a pretty violent group of folks, and our character, who, uh, his name is... escapes me already. So horrible with names. But he introduces himself, like, right from the get-go. Uh, Oliver. Yeah, that's his name. (laughs) And he introduces himself to people, and everyone doesn't care. So it's this kind of like, uh, I don't know, Shawshank Shawshank Redemption kind of feel to it in prison. Where he's uh, trying to see things in his own light and bring positivity to it. And I just gotta see where this is going. And are there humans? You don't see one. But there is like a sort of black shadowy monster that pulls dogs into the shadows and you hear like a loud bang. Shoots him? I don't know. But uh, yeah, quickly our main character here is uh maybe that that sugar and sunshine is starting to crack but i just thought it was fun it was unique it's twisted it's interesting has a bit of that looney tunesy feel and black sad to it which i love so hats off i commend you guys it's a ton of fun and uh kennel story dogs in, a, in, a, in prison I, I dig it it's fun check it out but the number one pick of the week Ah, uh, just by far, it was so good. Batman Europa from DC Comics, number four of four. And this is uh, layouts by Giuseppe Comancoli, art by uh, Gerard Perel, and colors. Oh, you have to mention the colors. Wr- written by Brian Azzarello, by the way. So he's got a ton of experience with Batman, of course. But the uh, the colors must be G- uh, Gerald Perel. Yeah, because uh, he just gives himself the art credit but this is Batman versus Joker in Paris this is Bane steps into play and the twist of how they can save each other was totally interesting (laughs) just banging on the table so excited about it but uh, without totally I don't want to spoil that as to how the antidote works but I can tell you they have to partner together Batman and the Joker which creates a extremely interesting dynamic of course Um, there's times where Batman is like maybe I should just kill him and he sort of toys around with that. But there is a person that has that gave them this virus that is revealed in this comic. And I don't want to say what it is. I'm going to try to go as light in the spoiler area as I can. The art is oil painting style. It's gorgeous. It's scary. It's demonic looking. It's very hyper-realistic. Some of the violence in here, man. Um, it has grit to it. It has a real uh, dirty, gritty bloody kind of feel to it and the the way fire is drawn it's just so realistic and gorgeous you have to see this it's everything you want in a batman comic it's it's batman versus joker with another character that's going to step in that you're going to go yeah or no when you see that character and uh it comes to a a a decent uh more than decent a well put together ending that I have to say, I this goes nowhere in continuity. It's just a four-issue mini, but each and every single one of these pages can be cut out and, and just hung on your wall, which I might do. Just have to buy an extra one and blow it up and hang some of these because they're gorgeous. The the upfront close-up look of the Joker and his face and his eyes, frightening. Um, <laughs> and and Batman is kind of in that Frank Miller uh, style, so it's gorgeous. He even has to call in the bats, which I always kind of dug whenever he calls in the bats to actually play a part in helping him here. So, it's smartly written and timed really well. Action-packed ending. Joker versus Batman, what more can you say? So, it was beautiful and gorgeous, and I'm glad I got all four. It was a, just out of continuity, but just so much fun. Batman Europa was my number one pick of the week for February 3rd. So, there you have it. That is our show. Thanks again for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, please uh join our contest. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's the Secret Mystery Box, um Sunspots Comics uh Mystery Box first ever. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook and give us a five-star review on iTunes with a little positive blurb and you're automatically entered to win the prize. And May the 4th, 16, the winner will be announced. And uh, again, if you have questions, recommendations, or anything, and you write me and I read it on the podcast, I will also send you a separate little comic book related prize. And again, to email me is Chris at Sunspotscomics.com. So that's our show. Thanks for listening to issue number one. Thanks again to my guest, Jordan Hudson. Please follow him at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thanks again for doing Zombie Destroyers with me, Jordan. I appreciate it. It's so much fun. And tune into com. There'll be more pictures of pages one through four that I'm going to be posting there. And it's gorgeous, and it's fun, and it's my heart. So, there you go. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll put an audio, fun audio blurb here at the end. So, here it comes, and don't forget, I sometimes throw in an Easter egg or two, if you know what that is. Hidden stuff. So, here you go. Here's uh, something fun for your ear holes. Here you go. Hey,
1: there's something awfully squee going on around here uh what's up doc well one of the strangest things i hey
0: smart boy
1: that schooly rabbit. Oh well. Said, I'll tell you all the story about the jungle and the thiever, sir.
0: there will be food around, the corner, food around the corner, food around the corner, food around the corner for me. ding, 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 ding.